Hey everybody, this is Jonah with Jonah Speaks. I would like to welcome you all back for another episode of Jonah Speaks, the motivational podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And I also would like to thank you for just subscribing and those who have been following me and subscribing to me since uh, I first started this podcast. I really appreciate your support. And for those who are listening for the first time, I really hope that you can gain some motivation and insight and uh, and see what we can take from this session tonight. Tonight's session is entitled, My Fight with Anger. My Fight with Anger. And I want to start it out by saying one quote by Ralph Emerson. For every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. I'm going to repeat that. For every minute that you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind or happiness. Now, let's let's get into it. I believe that this topic is very important because everybody has anger. Everybody. There's not one person on this earth that does not have anger. But some people don't know how to channel their anger in the right way to make it work for them as opposed to working against them. And that's one of my problems. I have no problem saying that that's one of my issues. I personally believe that once we get our um, problems out into the world and we tell people, I believe that's the second step in overcoming that particular issue. I believe that the first step is self-awareness and is in acknowledging the fact that you have that, that you possess, you know, anger or you have an insecurity problem or a procrastination problem or whatever it is. That's the first step in overcoming it. You'll never overcome it if you keep denying the fact that you have it or you're just, you know, in denial about it. So tonight I'm going to be uh, talking about this and we're just going to really open up about anger and why it's so um, detrimental to pretty much every just your life your health your relationships your the workplace if you don't um, get it into if you don't control it the proper way and I have you know, like I say a lot of people or everybody has anger like I said everybody and it's some people that just know how to really control it. I wish I was one of those people where I can really just control my anger. But see, I think that with anger or whatever problem that any one of us have, it 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 we're not necessarily given a problem, but the problems that we do have, you know, we're supposed to work on it, recognizing the fact that we have an issue. Recognizing the fact that we have a problem, it makes us go to work for something. It makes us want to go on a process of achieving self-mastery in that particular area. Because if I didn't have anger, then I wouldn't really have anything to work on. It makes me human. It makes us human. It makes me the fact that it's hard for me to control mine when mine uh, comes up. It's It makes me work on something. And it, it gives me, yes, I don't like it. I wish I didn't have it at all for me to work on at all. But it just gives me a sense of, kind of a sense of purpose in life too. It gives me a sense of, okay, 
Every day I'm going to read this quote or I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to talk to people to overcome my anger. It gives you something to work on. And uh, like I say, all of us have it. And here's another thing. I, I know for a fact that anger is just one of our emotions. It's one of our emotions, just like happiness and, um, you know, all of the other emotions, sadness and all of these other things. Um, anger is one of our emotions. Like even, even Jesus Christ in the Bible, he went into the temple of God and he got angry and flipped over the tables and stuff like that. And, but for good reason, he got upset because they was, they were disrespecting God's house, his father's house. So, and at that time he was, he, he lost his temper and that's how, you know, a lot of us get, you know, we get into that point. But I think that the key like I say, everyone gets angry, but the key or the trick is to channel it into something that's going to be constructive. Something that's going to, like I say, work for you as opposed to you working against you. And with me, with my anger, like, it's really hard for me to deal with it because of the fact, because of my childhood, what I went through in my childhood. Um, like I say, I'm a survivor of childhood trauma and going through a lot of different things in my childhood. So because of that, now it's harder for me to, when I'm having an argument with somebody or I'm talking to somebody and they say something rude to me or something happens, it's hard for me to, you know, just see it as just um, what it is. My mind will start going in other directions that is not even, you know, conducive to the actual argument at hand. So... And, and I have a fear that the person is going to harm me or leave me. So it, it, it tends to aggravate my anger and it tends to make me lose control. But um, like I say, if, if, if we can channel that anger that ch and channel it and, and turn it into something constructive by, you know, whatever you can do. If you can have a heavy bag and you can punch that versus punching somebody else, punching an actual person or you can, you know, Maybe exercise, but find something that you can do when you get really, really upset. Even if it's something silly, like dancing when you feel upset. Because what we have to learn how to do when we get angry is learn to give the whatever made you angry a different meaning. Like if somebody cut you off, and that's what makes you upset, and, and that's what sparks your anger, then give it a different meaning. Give it something, uh, give it a different meaning. Um... I saw one study where they had where uh, they had like shapes. So, for instance, a, a red circle to a child could mean that uh, it can mean sparking up the, the 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 emotion of sadness. And then but a yellow square could spark up the emotion of of, you know, uh, joy. So we have to learn how to how to give it give certain things, certain meanings that we want. And it's not easy at all. Trust me, it's very hard, but very worth it, much worth it in the end because anger is very, very dangerous if it's not kept, you know, if it's not encapsulated, if it's not put into a bottle and kept there and, and, and or just if it's not uh, expressed properly. I believe that you shouldn't hold anger in. Let me take that back. I don't think that we should hold anger in. I believe that it should be expressed just in a constructive way. And one of the ways to do that is, one, by, by 
making an effort to try to give a different name or a different meaning, I'm sorry, to your anger. So, like I said, if somebody cuts you off and that's what gets you really upset, don't assume that they cut you off. Don't assume that they're out to get you and don't take it personal because that's going to that's gonna make you upset. It's going to get you really, really angry. And so what you want to do is you want to you give it a meaning, even if you don't believe that. You want to give it a meaning that's going to serve you, um, to, you know, that's going to work for you so you won't give in to your anger. You can, you can capture it as opposed to it capturing you or putting you into its grip and its captivity. You want to hurry up and capture that. So you could say something like, instead of saying, oh, he cut me off and, you know, and, and, and everybody just don't like me and things like that. Nobody don't like me. Instead of that, maybe he had his wife in there in a car with him and he's rushing her to the hospital. So he had to cut you off. Or maybe he um, is, was drunk or maybe he I don't know, whatever meaning that you want to give it, give it that meaning, anything that's going to cause you to calm down. And that's why I opened up with that quote that says, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of happiness. Because it's true. Every time, every moment that we spend being angry at something, every moment that we spend yelling and screaming at something, we're giving up precious, we're wasting precious seconds of our lives that we can be using to do something more constructive, that we can be using to do something that's going to benefit us in the long run. And one thing, another thing that I learned about anger is that it's very, very, it is is healthy. It can be a healthy emotion because it tells us the, the things that we don't or won't put up with. And it also tells us the things that we feel strongly about. See, if you see a homeless person on the side of the road and you know, no one's helping them out and you, you have helped them out, but no one's helping them out and people are ignoring them and that makes you angry. That tells you that you feel very, very strongly about that particular situation. Or if you see someone getting beat up or something and it makes you really angry, then that tells you what you care about. Or if you're in a relationship and your girlfriend or your wife says something to you that's that offends you, it's not saying that you hate them or you don't like them or nothing like that. It's just saying that you feel very strongly about that particular situation or that particular subject. But learning to give it a certain meaning will help. Learning to give it a certain, uh, putting, it, putting it into context will really, really help out. Because if you don't, here's what will happen. And here's what I know from experience. Here's what I am saying from experience is that if you do not, what will happen is, it, will, it can potentially cause serious harm physically. It can cause mental harm. And it can even cause death if you don't get your anger under control. So it's very, very important. This is not a game. Anger is very, very, very deadly when it gets out of control. And the thing about it is, th is this. If you're not getting angry on an everyday basis, all day, 24-7, and you have happy moments, and even if you had one between one and five times where you was in a situation and you was felt angry or you felt your anger really getting up there. You felt it rising. You felt your your temper your temperature rising, that 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 anger, and you was able to control it, that means that you have the ability to control your anger. Because if you was to practice it on a consistent basis, what will happen is you will begin you will begin to master the art of 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 
controlling your anger. You will begin to master it. But you know what? Most people won't do that because it's easier to give in to the anger than it is to try to fight it. That, I believe that that's how it is with just anything. Most people want it easy in life. Most people want it easy. We want to just give in to anger. We want to curse people out. We want to chase that person down the street that cut us off. We want to, you know, flip the bird at somebody. We want to curse them out because it's too easy. It's easier than uh, biting our tongue or it's easier than just going, you know, and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to let this one slide. I'm just going to let this roll off my, roll off my back, you know, and, but it's necessary. It's something that's necessary. I'm telling you that I've been in so many situations where my anger has gone off and I've done some things that I really do regret, but you have to ask yourself, what is it doing to my health? What is it doing to the people around me? And what is it doing to me personally? What is it doing to my health? Do you know that anger is one of the number one factors that um, cause people to have heart attacks and uh, strokes and things like that? It caused, that's, not, that's one of the number one uh, causes of heart attacks in America. Studies show that. So this tells us that it's necessary for us to, to start, at least to start working towards overcoming our anger. It's not easy. And this may be something that we may have to be struggling with till our time is up on this earth, but at least we have to work on it. We know the dangers of it, so we have to work on our anger. We don't want our kids to see us going off and controlling our anger in ways that we don't want to see them controlling their anger or going off with their anger. You know, so one of the things that I've learned from my anger is that it is very, very, very like detrimental not one time have i ever been in a situation where my anger has gone off and it's caused me really good benefits or brought me anything substantially great it it has always not some of the time but always literally always has caused serious damage and harm either psychologically or physiologically so it's a must that we get it under control it's very, very serious. And and I'm not talking about just the physical part. I'm talking about what we say as well. We're all going to say mean things. We're all going to, you know, say something rude to somebody at some point. But who are you saying it to? We have to watch out. Sometimes I'll say rude things to people that I really do love. It's not saying that I don't love them. It's just saying that I don't know how to allow you to, I don't know how to get you to see my point of view when I'm angry, if I'm angry, I'm trying to get, I, I want to, I don't want to, but my brain is trying to uh, get you to feel how I feel. And so it comes out with me saying angry things and hurtful words, which this is how you know you don't mean it. Because as soon as you say it in the next hour or the next couple of minutes, you strongly regret it. A true person that just wants to harm people and hurt people won't, won't regret it. They won't care. They'll be glad they said it. Deep inside, they'll be glad they said it. But a person that wants to overcome their anger and don't don't want anger to be a, a factor in their lives where it's causing them harm and their, their loved ones harm and people around them harm, then they're going to really care. They're going to want to work on it. They're going to read books that motivate and inspire them to overcome their anger. They're going to talk to people who once had anger and who has now uh, overcame overcome their anger. So I believe that 
in our lives, if you have anger and it's hard for you to control your anger as it is with, with myself, we owe it to ourselves to tell ourselves, you know what, no more. Now, it's easier said than done, like I said, but at least we can tell ourselves no more. No more will I stand for giving in to my anger. At least try for seven days. Don't allow yourself to give in to your anger for at least seven days. At least train yourself to not give in to your anger for at least seven days. Seven days. I'm not saying that you can't get angry. That would be impossible. That would be naive to think that you can't get angry. No, what I said was don't give in. Make a conscious, determined, deliberate effort to not give in to the anger, to feel it, to have it, to allow it to be there, but not to give into it. I like what one great book says, and that's the Bible, and it says, um, when you're angry, do not let the sun set when you're angry. And I believe that that's even just when the sun rises as well. Never let, when you first wake up in the morning, don't leave the house angry make sure you make sure you get that under control even before you leave the house because that will affect the spirit of your day it will affect how you how you see life it'll affect how you see yourself and in essence it will it will affect your productivity that particular day and so you owe it to yourselves and then like i say the same thing when you go to sleep that's really what can mess you up because once you go to sleep angry what happens is in the middle of the night, because the subconscious mind starts to kick in and the conscious mind is now asleep, and the subconscious mind never goes to sleep, what happens is that anger, because it has not been resolved, it starts to tell you a different story that wasn't there. It starts telling you different stuff that wasn't there prior to you going to sleep. So it's very, very important that no matter how long we have to stay up and work on our anger, that we control it and we we talk it out and we make sure that we're good psychologically before we go to sleep because we don't want, you know, we don't want the enemy to come in and try to tell us other stuff and put more anger on top of the, on top of the anger that we already have. So it's very, very crucial that we begin to go in a process of knowing, okay, I have this. I have this, but it doesn't have me. I have anger, but it does not have me. I'm in control and selling yourself on this every day, every day, every day. That is when you will begin to see a change in your behaviors. That's when people around you will begin to see a change in the way that you're dealing with stuff. Make a make a, a list of things that make you upset. Write down the stuff that make you upset and start to pay attention. I guarantee you that the things that make you upset you get mad, we get mad over the same stuff over and over and over again. And they see sometimes it'll be very tricky. See, anger is very, very tricky. See, what'll happen is you'll get very, very, you'll have a really, really good day. I know I'll have a really good day. And sometimes I'll have three good days in a row. Sometimes even seven, a whole week I'll have a really good week without getting angry. And then when I least expect it, my most greatest day, that very end of that day, I'll do something really wild because my anger went off. I didn't control my anger because it just snuck up on me. It just came up when I least expected it. See, anger is very, 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 it's like an enemy. And it's it has to be an enemy that you hate. Anger, I think that you can will yourself to do anything. We, we have the ability to will ourselves to do anything. If you are 
a ectomorph and you're really, really skinny and you want to build muscle. I don't care if you're genetically predisposed to be an ectomorph. If you really, really want to overcome that and you and you see yourself being muscular and bigger and stronger, you can literally psychologically will yourself to that. But it has to start with the desire, a strong burning desire to want to achieve that. So if you want to overcome your anger, it has to start first by having the awareness of the fact that you have it, acknowledging the fact that it's there. The second thing is, is that you have to, that you have to talk about it. You have to bring it out into the open, not to the point where you're trying to get people to be afraid of you, because if people really love you, they're not going to be afraid of you. They're going to want to help you. They're not going to throw it in your face. They're going to talk to you about it. They're going to talk to you about it. And don't stop reading. Don't stop reading. Don't stop studying. Don't stop looking up how to overcome anger. You don't know what you're going to stumble across. That's going to be one quote that's going to literally change everything one day. See, I found in life that you can go a whole year not achieving anything, not not realizing your your true potential. But it could take one second to change the next year, the course of the next year, your, your one year can be horrible, but the, the very next year, based off of one quote or one sentence that someone you care about says to you, it literally can change the course of your life. It can change everything. So don't stop seeking knowledge. Don't stop learning about your anger. Don't stop wanting to, to, to give it up. Never get give into it and just say, you know what, I give up. Just keep on working at it. People are going to say stuff like, oh, I can't believe you're not getting angry. People, when you have an anger problem or you have a uh, whatever problem that you're dealing with and you are on the path of, of, of working on it, you're on a path of achieving self-mastery in that area, somebody at some point, even if it's your own inner critic, your own inner enemy, some, but either you or somebody, even if it's somebody that that loves you, somebody is going to bring it back up in your face and throw it in your face. But you have to to literally tell yourself, I'm not doing this for anybody else but me. And this is what I want. And this is what I will have. I will work on my anger and I don't want to live my life with this. I don't want to keep experiencing the detrimental effects of anger. I want to be released from anger's deadly grip. I don't want the people around me to to see me like this. I don't want to be this way. If you can, you know, not have a car and desperately have a, a desire to a strong obsession to want one and you acquire it because of that obsession. Based on that, you know, from that obsession, now you start to work at it. And then you will not stop working until you obtain it. You won't stop. And now all of a sudden you have it. I'm telling you right now that if you can do that, you can overcome anger. We all can overcome anger. It it it, it tends to tell me, for instance, like for me, I'm a very, very nice person, very, very loving person. I will give you the shirt off my back. I would do anything for you if that's just how I am. But so how is it possible that a person like that can have anger that can be so harmful? Well, it, I believe that it it, it basically um, boils down to, to, to this. It's not really who you are. It's the anger trying to attach itself to you and make you believe that you, that 
you are it's that it's your identity it's it's who you are it's a part of who you are and i'm telling you that if you wasn't born with anger because nobody was born with anger it developed you was taught anger you saw it you learned it and i'm telling you right now that you can unlearn it as well the third thing you have to do as far as with anger is that you have to develop a strong crazy burning passion to eradicate it from your life to have it the Bible says, be angry, but does but do not sin. It said, be angry, but sin not. In other words, the Bible is making it okay to be upset. The Bible is saying right, right there, that particular Bible citation, that it's all right to be upset. It's okay to be angry. It's nothing wrong with being angry. In fact, it's a it's a it's an emotion that we supposed to have. I don't know why. I mean, my like I say, my guess is that it teaches us. The things that we care about. It shows us the stuff that we're concerned about. And it and it I think that it also balances out our other emotions. See, if we never got angry, we would never experience the real sheer joy of happiness. We would never in like have that sense of true happiness if we really never get if we never really get sad or angry. We wouldn't experience it. But when anger gets to the point where it starts harming you and it gets to the point where it starts coming, uh, causing ulcers and heart chest pains and stuff, that's when something's got to give. That's when you got to say, you know what? Enough is enough. And you got to get to the point of being sick and tired of of having that. And and you will. You will. You have to get to the point of, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody around me anymore. I love, they love me and I love them. I don't want to hurt anybody. But you have to keep, like I said, keep studying, keep praying. Don't give up. Keep working on your anger. I like another quote, and it simply says that when anger rises, think of the consequences. See, when anger rears its ugly head, you have to think about what's going to happen if you don't, if you give in to the anger. You have to think about the consequences. See, most of the time when we when we do something because our anger has reared its ugly head, it's not premeditated anger. It's not premeditated. We're not sitting there thinking, tapping our fingers on the desk thinking, hmm, I just want to be angry. I'm going to do this. No, most of it is just impulsive anger. Most of it is just just happens out of nowhere and then we get upset. But if we can master it, if we can learn it, if we can, if we can talk to ourselves, settle ourselves on the fact that anger is so detrimental every single day, then we will start to change it. We will start to see. But we got to, just like when we go into the gym, and we, we and we measure our waist, we measure our biceps, we measure our chest to see if we're improving in those areas. We need to keep a journal to see how we're dealing with stuff now, you know, working on our anger as opposed to how we were dealing with it before, you know, because that will give us a sense of um, movement, a sense of positive trajectory in life. Meaning that we're moving towards self-mastery. We're moving towards overcoming something so harmful and detrimental. Think about you first. Think about you first before you think about anybody else. Think about how it's harming you. Do you really want to, to allow anger to cause you to have a heart attack just because you got upset? And especially when you know that the Bible gives you permission to have anger. The Bible gives us permission to have anger. It doesn't say you're wrong for having anger. Because if that was the case, we would all be eradicated from this life. We, would all, we wouldn't have the ability to 
indulge in life and, 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 and be happy because God would have punished all of us. It's okay to have anger, but it's just not okay to express it in the way that's going to be harmful to you or those around you or something that's going to be harmful to um, your kids, meaning they're going to watch you and they're going to see kids learn what they see, not what you tell them. And if you don't learn how to, we don't learn how to really control it. They're going to think that, oh, so that's how I'm supposed to control. That's how I'm supposed to deal with my anger. The way, the way he's dealing with it, the way she's dealing with it. So we have to set an example. We have to take it very, very seriously. I, if I had a genie and he came to me and said, I'll give you three wishes. I would say, I don't even need three wishes. All I want to do is learn how to control my emotions. That's it. Because I, I strongly feel that all of us were born with a purpose and uh, for a specific purpose. And when you have anger and it's constantly getting in the way of your life, it tends to it tends to block that purpose or it tends to blacken it. It tends to darken your your purpose. It tends to make you it tends to, to make you not focus. How can you possibly be focused on your purpose, what you're supposed to do on this earth? If you're constantly bombarded, bombarded by your anger, if it's constantly getting in the way of you achieving greatness and things like that, it's going to be every, I mean, people are always going to make us upset. You, we can't help what people say. We can't help what people do. We can't help what how people look at us, what they, what they do. We can't help the fact that we go to work every single day and one day our boss come in and, and. And we go to work and he tells us, oh, you're fired. And don't give us an explanation as to why we're fired. We, that's just caught life. See, that's that thing called life. But what we can control is ourselves. We can't, extro- we can't control the exterior, but the interior we can control. And I'm telling you that this going through this process of, of, of self-mastery, knowing that you have something that you don't want to remain in your system, this is a, a serious process that every day should be should be examined by you. Every day, every day, every day, every night until you start to feel different, until you start to see things happen. And here's another thing as well. One of the, like I say, the third thing that I said was as far as in dealing with your anger is having a burning passion to achieve it. I strongly believe that everybody who has ever accomplished something great, Everybody who's great in life and accomplished something tremendous in life, who actually, I believe that we're all great in our own right, but I'm talking about the ones who brought out their greatness. I believe that, I believe that, I believe that dedication to achieving that, their greatness or actualizing their true self or inner greatness, I believe that, yes, that's one of the the things that caused their greatness to actually be, to, to come out and now we we see it. We see people's these people's greatness. But I believe that a strong burning passion that we cannot see, that was in the person way before it actually came out. We now we see we're just looking at the 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 after effects of what was going on internally or psychologically inside of them. They had a strong burning desire to achieve whatever it is that they achieved, whether they was an actor or actress or singer or dancer or music, whatever. They had a strong burning passion to achieve it, and so they achieved it because they wanted to. They 
it, it became something that they must do. But with anger, it ha- it gotta go. It has to go beyond just wanting to get rid of your anger. It has to get to the point where you it's a must. It's not just I want to see. I want to go to the amusement park. I want to go to buy me some clothes. I want to do that, but I need to eat. See, I don't necessarily have to buy clothes, but I need to go eat. I need to breathe. I need to sleep. I need to go and do this. You have to see your anger or getting rid of your anger or at least suppressing your anger as a desperate, like a need. Because if you don't see it as a need, it will never go anywhere. It gotta, it has to be something where you have to see it as being so, so like a, a, a demon. You have to see it as, because I believe that's what it is. Uh, some kind of, some kind of force. It's an emotion, but when it's, once you get out of control, I think that it takes on a whole new meaning and someone else grabs that anger. Some spirit grabs that anger and it takes over you. Because if you can be a really nice person and then all of a sudden do evil and vicious things that you would never do when you're upset, someone has to be in control at that point. And I believe that you, we owe it to ourselves to want to get away from that, to want to have that grasp, you know, that hold of us released to, to, to do something different and to get to the, this point of, of, self-mastery and, and, and looking, um, down on our anger, looking, being on top and now looking down on it one day and say, I can't believe I ever allowed you to control me. You still, you're still in me. You're still in me, but I know how to keep you dormant. Now I know how to keep you in your place. Now I will never allow you to, to come between, to come into my life, to destroy to kill, to destroy, to harm me anymore. I'm in control of you and I'm not going to let you stop me. I'm not going to let you harm me any longer. I'm not going to allow you to, 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 to cause me to procrastinate, to hit, to harm, to kill, to curse, to hurt. I won't accept that. That's not acceptable for me in my life any longer. See, there's a lot of things in life that we got to say, this cannot happen. You, this see is a vast difference between our wants and needs. A vast difference. See, your wants can wait. Your needs, it, you, I, it, you need it. You, that's something like it's it's on the top of the list. It's vital, and yet you eradicating or suppressing your anger has to be seen. It's got to be seen as a need. It it, it got to be seen. It has to be seen as a rat, as a rat that's in your house. You're not no. No person in their right mind is going to allow a rat to just live in their house. A dirty, filthy rat. Who, who? I mean, come on. Who would want, want a rat in their house? I mean, come on. Get real. Who would want a rat to live in their house, to to be in your house? You're going to allow a rat to be in your house and, 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 and this is acceptable to you? No. You're going to, so you got to see your anger as a dirty, smelly, filthy, huge, fat rat that must be that must be killed, that must be eradicated. Let them out the house. Do something. Let them out the house. Burn them, fish fry. Do whatever you want to do with the rat. Just get them out of your life. Just get them out of your life. And so that's what we must do. A quick temper. This is what one great man in America said. A quick temper will make a fool of you soon enough. It should make a it will make a fool of you soon enough. You don't want to be labeled as a fool, do you? I don't. 
That's why I'm trying to diligently work on my anger. Don't judge me. See, if you pre, if you tell, call me, you know, if you say something about my anger, now you're you're gonna prejudge me. This is not who I am. I like one quote. It says, "If you look at a man as what he is, he only becomes worse. But if you look at that man as what he could be, then he becomes what he should be." Don't judge me. Who don't judge my anger? Judge me for my other qualities and let me work on my anger. Let me deal with it. You don't have the right to judge me. Work on your stuff. Let me deal with it. And here's one more thing before I end this particular session of the Jonah Speaks podcast. Here's something else. Before be, once you decide to see anger as a filthy rat, what you have to do is what you have to do is you have to you have to learn that when you're angry is that also one of the things that that works um, is being energetic or moving physically when you're angry. See, anger anger is sometimes or oftentimes extinguished by movement. Anger is when it's held in the body, when it's held up in your muscles and bones and stuff. Yeah, some of us some of us have anger in our in our bones and and, and blood and body left there for years. That we have in our body for years. I'm talking about muscle tension and stuff. You mean to tell me I got muscle tension and stuff? Yeah, it's because of that filthy rat that you have in you. It's because of that filthy rat that you never left out of your house. That you never killed. That you never destroyed. Get him out of your life. Get him out of your life now. Get the rat out of your soul. Get him out of your house. He don't belong around your family. He don't belong around your kids. He don't belong in your life. Get anger out of your life. Thank you so much for listening to this very, very special episode of Jonah Speaks. It means a lot to me because I'm dealing with this. And I would ask that if you are dealing with it, that you take it very, very seriously. I love you all. But more importantly, God loves you. I'll see you all in the next episode.